I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably be lost for words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Words Betting Podcast. We're coming to you on a Tuesday evening, Jason. Uh, slight different schedule this week. Um, that was me changing things up. But um, good to probably have an extra day just to kind of look at things and uh, and work these puzzles out. Well, everybody who back to Kim can go and obviously buy their next house and okay. buy it in cash if they like. Um, yeah, well, you say that, Tom. But, you know, they're always working, aren't they? We are. Um, <coughs> yeah, it's unusual to do it, but... Um, and it's gone now. There's no, you know, the the um, the euphoria that we would do this like just one day after. Uh, obviously, if you bet John Rahm as well, you're quite happy. Julian Kim winning. Um, it's sort of gone, died down a bit, and now we're on to the next week. So, as you know, you're only as good as your last one. Uh, but it was it was a lovely win, and uh, it was great, to, and it was great to watch. And now I'm very tired. No, no, yeah, it was. Um, we were saying just before we sort of come on that, like, you've been probably very bullish on. And I would say there's probably been five or six, but there's the three that I remember you being really bullish on were JT Post and Max Homer and Tom Kim, and they've all come in this season. I think there was probably a couple of other times where you, you sort of said the same thing, and you know, naturally didn't come in. But you know, th- those three you were very, very high on. I think Homer was actually a one and done pick. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's been a it's been a pretty good season when you've when you felt that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been brilliant. <laughs> I can't, can't complain, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it depends how you, how you go about things, but and I'm sure people would have gone about them um, an awful lot better than I have. Hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been very nice. And, um, yeah, that was a nice, I, I call it the end of the year because we haven't got that long to go. No. Um, and it, it puts a seal on the year, if you like. And it was, yeah, I, I can't see me being confident um, over the next few tournaments, as as I was then, so job done. Yeah, yeah, you know. No, I like that. Fourteen outright winners now on the podcast. Over, you know, yeah, between the bad, three yeah. of us, isn't it? Obviously, Brad isn't here not tonight. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's really nice. It's been a really nice balance of you know who's put them up, when they've put them up. It's been consistent throughout the season. We've not really had any great lulls. So um, when one of us is you know not doing so well, the other one picks us up. So it's been a really nice team effort. And you know, I just. Though that they're not including the places and things like that, so it's been a very very steady season. Um, in a notoriously difficult, I would say DP World Tour year, um, we, we haven't had as much success. Whereas the PGA seems to be sort of our bread and butter, which kind of makes sense when I think you've got all the stats and that that are kind of available for them. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe not stats. Maybe in the... we had the one two, didn't we? We did. Um, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I I, I just think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a stats thing. Uh, it's just there's there's been nothing sort of. Cor- I mean, it depends how you approach it. I mean, we do, but everyone approaches it differently. Yeah. I, I like the correlation. I like to pick out certain factors, and it, it just happens to have worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what what can you do is I don't think it's there on um, on the European tour, and I I think we said it <coughs> oh, oh, last week. I think maybe or maybe on the chat or whatever. Yeah. The only difference between the players is a game plan in the position that they're in. Yeah. That sounds bizarre. You know, if you put any of them on their own or in on a fun Sunday four ball, they can all shoot whatever they can shoot. Yeah. So, so you know, uh, uh, Kim hit 62 third round last week. Every one of those players can hit 62. It's just the game plan as it gets 
uh, just just go back to him. You know, really, really impressive because you know he was under pressure by long long hitters. You know, Matt Naismith, Pat Catley, obviously. Yeah, yep. he was under pressure with them in that group. He couldn't keep up with them, and he just played his game. And in the end, I actually thought he made a couple of mistakes as well coming home. Yeah. Um, that maybe maybe you know going forward that won't happen. Um, but he played his game, and I, I think that's. Oh, I can't be. Did you watch it at all? I, I didn't see the. Didn't see the final. I didn't see it. The final okay. round. And... Okay. So it was bizarre. I mean, Kit, uh, you know, Kim played awesome golf. He played his game as he went. He missed a uh, five footer that he really should have got on the on the drive ball par four, but he shouldn't have played it like that. Yeah. You know, two hundred ninety yards, two hundred eighty-six yards, whatever it was. He played driver off the tee, whereas everybody else only needed three wood. I don't know why he played it. There was no need. Um, you know, you hit driver into a green. It's you know, it's going to. If you're on the green, it's going to fly through. There's no way you can stop it on the green. Yeah, he'll have a little chip. But I thought the way he's playing, I would have just said, you know what? There's a six iron. Leave yourself ninety yards. And and he would have been certain. It was in a bowl anyway. The pin. So he'd have been certain to have a five footer anyway. Um, as it happens, anyway, he played a chip. His short game was absolutely bloody awesome. Um, and he had that chance. Had that gone in, you know, he would he would have won more comfortable. Um, Cantley on the last, it was a snap hook, and he was to be fair, I think he was unlucky. He's gone straight into a bush, and then what he did after that was what can he do? He's chasing the tournament. They they called him out by saying that he played the wrong shot, trying to smash it out of there back on the fairway. But <coughs> the tournament's on the line. He's not. He's not. You know, he doesn't need the money. No. Um, he doesn't really need the trophy to be honest with you. Um, and, and the only way he could, you know, par that hole, which would have given him a, a chance, is to try and smash it through the, the bush and onto the fairway and get up and down from whatever it was, 150, 160. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't particularly do anything wrong. I, I just thought the way Kim played the game was, uh, it was just brilliant. I mean, he was he was walking down the fairway, chatting with Cantley. I don't know whether he wanted him to do that. But, like, you know, every time he went too clear, Cantley came back, you know, Tom Kim would just walk down the the fairway with him and just chatting and joking and laughing it was it's an awesome piece of um of composure to be honest with you. i think i think that's probably what what can potentially you know potentially throw off cantley like he's probably not experienced something with someone so young being that composed like cantley's always been pretty composed from a young age like he obviously had that injury that kind of held him back over years but he always showed that kind of promise and eventually when he's got his wins you know some call it boring some call it locked in like whatever it is cantley does generally seem to get in a bit of his own and you know Kim, I think, is able to do that whilst also showing a bit more personality than, than some. Um, and, you know, if you go bogey-free on a Sunday when you're in with a chance, you know, it, it normally goes pretty well, doesn't it? Well, you know, it shoots a 66, bogey-free all week um, with a 62 in the, in, on the Saturday. Like, that's, you know, it's phenomenal golf, isn't it? Like, it, I don't know what you do. I, don't, I mean, Patrick Cantley shot a 60 on Saturday, puts himself in a co-lead, and, yeah, awesome. yeah, you, know, you, you make a triple on the last, but and that does look bad. Like, of course, it looks bad that he's made a triple on the last when he had a chance to win. Um, th- th- there's no denying that, especially when you only lose by that number. Um, but you know, if he if he makes par and loses in the playoff, he's still going to get criticised. It doesn't really really matter, does it? It's it's one of those things where like, what's he got like second, first, second in this event? Like, you can't really criticise anything Patrick Cantley does in Vegas. So um, no, it is what it is. On on the other side in in Spain, it took Ram a little while to get warmed up, and then. Just went ballistic over the weekend, 65-62. One bogey over the weekend, uh, an eagle in the final round. 
just just really good stuff. I mean, he just showed why he's a different class to everybody else in that field. I don't. I know you get kind of a gaggle of players in in each event, even on both tours that you know are head and shoulders above others. It'll be the same in Zozo. There's probably five or six, but like to have someone that clear of everybody else, and we haven't. I don't think we've quite got it this time with, with Fitzpatrick. I think he's close to doing that um, at, at Valderrama, but like. That at least there's some sort of people behind him. To, to have the quality difference between Rahm and the rest of the field is, is quite alarming. I think we're now sort of seeing the effects in both events, really, of, of Liv kind of integrating between the... Uh, or t- stealing some of the players, I guess. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Yeah, he was different gear. It was a bit boring. Um, there we are. I, I, I watched it, but then I got a bit bored of it, to be honest. Um, yeah, he, he did what he did. It's three times he's won that now in four years, the Spanish Open. Yeah. Across two different courses, <coughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was different class. Um, that's it. What else can you say? I mean, interestingly, like the people behind him, Pavon, Lee, you know, Molinari, you know, there's really promising stuff from all of them over the weekend. They wasn't just he was just too good, wasn't it? And and that's it. Yeah. So you know, it, it is what it is. That that there's always potential for it to go that way in in that sort of event, and it did. So no more uh, labouring on that one. So. We'll go over to the Andalusia Masters, which is at Valderrama. Um, one of the main reasons, I mean, to be honest, it could have been very easy for us to take a week off, as busy that we are, but I know this is a course that you basically talk about on every single podcast, an event that you really do love, um, and I don't really want to pass up that opportunity. So let's look into the betting. We've got Matt Fitzpatrick at 11-2, to 2, Ryan Fox at 22-1, to 1, Mimu Lee at 22-1, to 1, and then a pair of 25-1s in Robert McIntyre and Rasmus Hoygaard. Um I must admit, it wasn't it? I wasn't that far away from thinking that Fitzpatrick was a decent bet to us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, again, he is different class. He's done it here before last year. Um, it, again, it took him sort of until halfway down on on uh, Sunday to start really showing his class. But that's when the pressure comes, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, if you've got it and you can play your game when you're under it, then uh, you know there's nothing wrong with that at all. Really weird. I mean, I love Valderrama. I'm not. I mean, I, I haven't had any great deal of success there betting wise to be honest with you I just love it I love watching you know you like the struggle don't you you know well it's not that struggle I just think I think I mean you know Ben made a reasonable point I thought when he said um, that it makes it makes a nice difference but would you want to watch it every week and that's possibly what makes it such a you know such a really good event in in it it, it's actually been a really good set of of courses that we've had over the last few weeks yeah um But I think, you know, it, it is completely different um, as an event. Uh, it's tight, 7,000 yards. Uh, you know, the, the, the um, it's winding. The greens are really, really difficult. Uh, there's just so much there. which And it's totally not. I mean, if you know Wilco Nineva, it's totally not Wilco Nineva. Yeah. yeah. This tournament, right? And yet, he got, you know, he did really, really well last year. As did Ryan. I know Ryan Fox has... You know, now become a slightly different and, and, and better player than he was, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's really, really surprised because you wouldn't think anybody like that could possibly get around here. You've got oak trees that are shedding acorns um, all the time around there. You've got, it's tight, it's undulating. The greens are in yeah, really, really different. And this week they look like to be fast, I think. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be really, really interesting how they how it approaches. I've personally gone for. I've concentrated purely on driving actually greens in reg and scrambling, that type of um, figure, because um, 
that's what Valderrama is. And, and, and when it comes to the nitty gritty, as we saw with um, uh, Kaima and uh, Catlin, when they fought out an absolute jaw down the back nine, <laughs> it was incredible. Um, it's going to be really, really difficult. And it's going to take its toll. And, and those who are not in form or haven't got confidence or anything like that are, are going to struggle. No yeah. Question. yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think, like you say, the really good point you made about World Cup Nine Over is that, like, you don't expect those people to contend. We've had Arnaus as runner up in 2019, Mimouli as runner up last year. We've had, you know, John Rahm. You wouldn't, I know he's obviously top class and whatever, but it doesn't necessarily strike you as a, as a course for John Rahm. And Alvaro Quiros runner up, you know, it's, it's not. It's weird, isn't it? it? And and that, for those reasons, I've actually included a couple of players that I wouldn't normally for this event. Um, and only because. I just looked at numbers and just like the numbers full stop. And if, if that's the case, then that's the case, you know. And, and I've done it a couple of times where I've kind of pigeonholed myself a bit on players um, and left them out. I mean, to be honest, I was kind of tempted with Mimou Lee, considering how impressive he was last week. Um, I didn't get there because every time I seem to go for Mimou Lee or give him a bit of a chance, he, he lets me down. And, and he's just not that consistent type that I'd want to do it. I'd almost rather just take Fox at the same price. Um so in the end, I just left both out, which is which is interesting. Um, it's it's weird though because you automatically think Minwoo Lee, you think um, Link C, you think yeah, you know, give him some room off the tee, you know. Yes, he's got a nice short game, but um, you certainly don't think this is it. And and I'll be honest, I haven't gone for any of them. So. No, 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 no. So as I say, I don't think this is an easy punting course. I, I just don't think it is. In terms of viewing over the weekend, when it gets hard, it's incredible. Has Adrian else pulled out of this event? Uh, has he? I just, I'm just looking at the odds and he's disappeared. And I don't know if that's a, an odds checker thing. Uh, well, or therefore, he a, has. Yeah. Or, or whether he, you know, it could, it could be just a thing on site. I don't know. So we're looking at that as we go along. But he was, he was the person. I was talking about JT Poston last week and how he like massively increased in price, and it was seemed like a bit of a overreaction to one event. Um, I think that's potentially the case with Adrianos now. He was really bad in his miscuts, and he hasn't been playing with a lot of confidence. So. It makes sense, and Valderrama is obviously that kind of examination. But I just thought he might be the one that that was slightly overpriced at that mark. And then I did think about going for um, Jordan Smith, but I just can't do it. I can't ever seem to pull the trigger on him. It's been two or three times recently that I thought about playing him, but this strikes me as a Jordan Smith type golf course. Well, Jordan Smith, as we know, will win in Portugal um, at some point over the next thirty years. Um, and that's all we know. That's, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't back John Smith at the moment. To be honest with you, but I, I think quite a lot of these are a bit shorter than they should be. If you want the truth, yeah. um, it's, it's difficult. I found it. Very, it is a difficult week. Punting wise, it is a difficult week, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I think John Smith will contend, um, but I don't think it'll be this week. I think it'll be, you know we're looking at Mallorca or or somewhere like that. Not Mallorca. Yes, Mallorca, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next week. Um, if if he's dead, of course. No idea at the moment. Um, and then you've got, of course, the, the fight for the uh, top, whatever it is, 117 in the rankings yeah. uh, to keep your card or whatever it is. Um, yeah, John Smith. Just to let you know. Sorry, mate. What happens. Don't worry about him this week. No, don't worry about him this week. Look for the uh, for the Portugal. Um, to me, we, we had... Um, we both start our cards with Yannick Paul and... He was one of the players that I thought would not fit this golf course. I feel like he needs a little bit more room. But when you look at kind of 
what he's done and where he's played well. His his Spanish form is very, very good. He's played in Spain three times this season, finished eighth, tenth, and fifty second. And he finished second at the Challenge Tour Grand Final in Spain last year as well. He looked at his iron play, he's been sixth and twelfth, I think, in the last in two of his last four starts. He had you know got better with his irons every day last week. Two top ten strokes gain approach rounds over the weekend. And you look like Two eighth-place finishes over the past three weeks, and that adds to an eighth at Joburg, tenth for the ISPS Hander, second at Sadal. That's a really, really impressive performance for someone that's playing in their first DP World Tour season. He's 42nd in the race to buy rankings, needs to steer clear of that 50th spot cut-off to, uh, to get into the DP World Tour Championship. I think this is a really good opportunity for him to take advantage of that confidence. I think confidence is a really good word that you use there. To, to get himself around here and, and, and see if he can play these tight tracks. Yeah, I mean, he's ranking 10th in green, 33rd scrambling over the last three months, which is fine. Obviously here, that's that's total tour. Um, he's got... Uh, I th- did you cover this? I think he's got four top 10s in Spain yeah. in his last uh, seven starts. Um, <coughs> he loves it here. Um, and, and he played well towards the end of the Challenge Tour season last year, had six top 10s there last year and got beat by one shot by Marcus Hillikelder, who I think we all probably will again want to follow next year. Um, that was at the, the, the final, the grand final at the Challenge Tour. Um, and, and I like his... Well, we haven't mentioned him, but my best bet of the week is Adrian Otegi. Yeah. Um, and if you look... And I do like creative form. People laugh at it and stuff like that, but you know, they're not horses, so I suppose you, you could do. <laughs> um, but it seems to work, and, and I'm in profit, so shove it. Um yeah, he. Uh, so okay. Um, when he played the Infinitum course, um, Otegi was second when he was top ten. He was joint runner-up at Sudal in Belgium, which obviously Otegi's won there. Um, tied, and he's all tied with Ryan Fox, who's got form around Valderrama. There's little bits here and there. I'm not. I don't know about Yannick Paul. I think there is something there. I'm not sure how good he is. Um, he was decent, I think, in uni when he at uh, in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how good he is, but I do think. Um, he's playing with extreme confidence and uh, yeah this this you might as well ride the storm um, don't worry about what happened at uh, St Andrews he had that obviously horrendous Friday which an awful lot of them did anyway the other two rounds are absolutely perfectly acceptable yeah I, 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 I don't know if I could see him winning but then you know I couldn't see John Catlin winning so hmm. No, I, th- I thought the place terms at, at fifty to one were were oh, pretty generous. Forty-five to one, eight places, are great. Yeah. So, um, I really like Yannick Paul. I've skipped over Fabrizio Zanotti, who you do also like as well. Who likes it? Yeah, I, yeah, I like Zanotti. Um, I, I, there's nothing hidden with Zanotti now, um, and it's, it's again, it's based on the same thing. Um, it's all about <coughs> being completely accurate. Um, he's leading the way for total accuracy over the last three months. He's six in driving actually in top 12 for ball striking and on the par fours, which again, round here, is absolutely perfect. St Andrews isn't really his place. Um, he was top 20 at Crowns, Himmeland and Wentworth. Um, they've all got their own little sort of uh, nuances, as I said. Um, they linked to certain contenders that were around here. He looks like, I'll tell you what he looks like, he looks a bit like the Graham McDowell one here in 2010. It's that type of, that type of player. He's got that type of course record. Um, he's made four cuts from five round here. Last year, improved every round to finish fourth. Um, it's not going to be minus twenty, minus you know twenty-five event. Obviously, hopefully not. Anyway, um, so Zanotti's tied, and this should put less pressure on him actually having to make the birdies. Yeah. 
I thought, I thought it's, it's no, don't be wrong, it's no giveaway, but I did think he was absolutely solid, to be honest. I think he is. I think he's a player that will give you a run, and and you know, on a course like this, there's a there's a couple that you you can just see blowing up, and he's one that you don't. You think he's going to be tired enough to get through, and and what he does from there over the weekend is you know is what you pay your money for, right? But like, I do think I think he's the type of guy that you you would rely on. Solid is how I'd put Fabrizio Zanotti, and like you say, maybe the fact that it's going to be a bit tougher, he's going to play into his hands because he doesn't have to make all those putts that generally what hold him back so uh, yeah I thought I thought the price was a little bit short but then we, we talked about the quality of fields and talked about the people even at the top of the betting that have got suspect you know things behind them it's it's tough isn't it I don't know what price you make these people so um, yeah absolutely fine with Zanotti and then Adrian Otegi at 50 to 1 seems a relatively popular um, player at the moment which makes sense because not only has he got decent course form he's uh, he's playing pretty well as well yeah, I, I take it as my best bet of the week. I, nothing like you know the previous ones we mentioned at the beginning of this, uh, this yeah. show. But um, <clears throat> I think he's the best bet of the week at the price. I, I, I'd quite happily have him at 33, 35 next to somebody like Zanotti. Um, I've got him ranked in the top six in the field when you consider uh, driving actually greens and making scrambling. Um, <clears throat> and yet I think he's ranked 20 or somewhere like that in the bookmakers market. Obviously he's the favourite, but you know you take that away. Um, yeah, he repeats form at courses continually. You know, he's done it in Dubai, Ireland, and Qatar. Uh, round he's got fourth and five cuts, and that includes a 12th and 17th, where he was sixth after three rounds. Um, Liv was Liv. He made a few quid, didn't he? Yeah. Um, in the end of the day, they threw him on the on the uh, bonfire at the end of that. Uh, once he once he uh, you know done his job, uh, but that's not bad. You know, I'm sure he. Earned, I did look to see what he earned, but I'm sure he earned a couple of million quid doing very little, and 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 you know feeding his caddy champagne as they did over the weekend which I thought would absolutely looked just pathetic to be honest. It looked like they were down um, secrets in Romford in 1990 um, but anyway there we are um, when he came back from Boston he was 13th at uh, the PGA we know that was rain affected <coughs> still great I mean tricky track we know that 25th in Italy after a slow start 13th in France all of those he was high in accuracy and scrambling I've got no problem I mean I said last week the, the, the Spaniards would do well and in fact, after three rounds, I think there were an awful lot of them in the top 15 there was. last week. They did fall away, which was a bit disappointing stroke crappy. Um, but it doesn't matter. Obviously, Spaniards do really, really well around here. Sergio's won it three times. Uh, Miguel Ingel Jimenez has run up and won it. Uh, and three Spaniards fought out uh, second behind Christian Bezwinder Hoot in 2019. Uh, I like it, I think this is, this is where we're going to see him absolutely come to his best and, and I think um, in terms of you can get top eight but yeah I think he's cracking it yeah less question marks about someone like Otegi, um that then you would have in this range like 50 to 1 on DP World Tour generally sort of spells you know worries of some description like we've had them with we just said about Yannick Paul potentially you know maybe one a bit wider maybe whatever you know maybe not the player that his form suggests he is you know whatever we think about Yannick Paul Whereas Otegi, you know, he's proved it year after year after year, won multiple times, repeated at multiple events. Like we know what Otegi is, don't we? And I think that's what makes him appealing at fifty to one. There's a consensus price of fifty think, to one yeah. as well, which I thought... yeah, Caddy's Caddy's sorry, going to be important this week as well. Yeah, I was reading a couple of reviews from from you know those fortunate about to run around the world playing golf um, at a crappy level, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, it was it was based on local guides saying aim for that tree, yeah, aim for that. So. 
you, you really are, you know, you're going to have to know the course. And, and Atagi, well, Zanotti and Atagi both know it very, very well. Um, I know they're players that won on debut, but I'll, I'll be surprised if someone wins this on debut. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I like them. I like them. I think they're, they're a fair, if boring, team, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think, I think it's one of those ones where, like, we've said this in the past, like, course form is different to course experience. You know, you look on kind of tour tips and Soren Kjeldsen had 55th, 25th, 22nd, 18th oh. before winning. Like, very solid efforts, but nothing to suggest that he was going to go on and win if you if you generally look at course form in that way. Matthew Fitzpatrick missed the first cut, he, you know, that he, he tried to make here and, and won. John Catley yeah. missed the cut, then won. Like, even just those two rounds, three rounds, four rounds of, of decent showings might be enough to, to kind of give you an edge over the rest of the field. You you just need to like you say you need to have that local knowledge and if you don't have it straight away you need to get you need to gain it and uh, some people take six seven eight times to get used to a golf course some take yeah. two and you know it's different. I think I think particularly round here you know you can lose shots so easily by by you know by your short game, uh, but you can learn an awful lot. Yeah, you know you can lose five shots here easily per round just on bad chipping. Yeah, um, or, or or just hitting it in the wrong place and. A bit like, I mean, look, it's called the Augusta of Europe. Hmm. Um, and there are, you know, it makes sense because you need to learn, you really need to learn where you can't you can't be following fairways. It's not about that. It's about working your way around. And, and as I say, you know, if your caddy's all right, um, yeah, you're, you know, I think you'll do well. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. And I think, I think, like you say, as much as we can look at tortics, we can look at whatever, you know, whatever resource that you use and look at current form, course form and everything in between, and I I always love this kind of round by round analysis we do on tour tips where we look where they were at the halfway where they were at 54 and that tells a lot of stories but still it's numbers and unless you can really recount recount where they lost those shots that day you know someone shot a 77 did they you know quad one hole did they triple bogey you know did they lose a ball behind a tree unless you can recount all of those things it's very very hard to give yourself a complete picture and what you see from someone that's made five, six, seven cuts, four, five, you know, cuts in a row at the golf course is that they can get round pretty safely, and it might just be that they need that added bit of confidence that someone like a Yannick Paul's coming in with, like a Tagi's coming in with at the moment, that that takes them to the next level, and, and that's absolutely fine. So I think it's there's definitely, I think it's definitely one that course experience matters more than course form, and I don't, you, you look at it, there's not, there's not many players in the field that have multiple top tens at the golf course like you're, you're thinking about players like mm. Kjeldsen Donaldson Loughton you know Morrison they're, they're um, all hard you know what Come sorry Tom I, I, I interrupt you <laughs> I apologise we can't see each other so I can't put no. my hand up so I'm really sorry to interrupt you uh, but but just Loughton is playing so much better than what he's doing yeah. than what he's showing and I'm just waiting for that time for him to do it he really is he's 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 hitting the ball particularly well, and um, I don't know. I wonder what he's going to do over the winter. It might be one to really keep an eye on it. Well, interestingly, I, I did look at him because when you look at the facts, that when you go back to Crans recently, he shot two rounds of 65, um, seventh after day one, 12th after day three. When he's at the Italian Open, he was inside the top five after two rounds, second after day one. And even last week when he was you know, 39th, he had middling rounds of 68 on a tough golf course. Like there, There's some good signs about Loughton, and he comes to a golf course where actually just being steady like that a lot of the time is actually going to favour him a lot. So I don't hate him for this, and he definitely was on the shortlist. Um, 81's not a bad price, I don't think, uh, about him. So definitely one to consider, especially when I roll into 
uh, my next selection, which I will do, um, is Scott Jameson. Now, uh, okay. you mentioned we you mentioned we we know everything we need to know about Fabrizio Zanotti. We we know what we need to know about you know Scott Jameson, don't we? I think it's not it's not hidden from you. He definitely struggles to win. Um, but what I like about him, since he missed the cut on, on debut here, he's finished 6th, 15th and 20th. And his halfway positions in those three finishes were 2nd, 6th and 6th. So in 2017, he was 2nd gaining into the weekend and just one shot back of the lead. And last year, he was sixth in 6th sixth place and just two shots back. So he's really been in contention most of the times he's actually played here, other than that, that debut where anyone can miss a cut at Valderrama. Then he missed a cut last time out of Dunhill Links, but before that he made eight straight cuts. He was fourth at Crans, he was second at the halfway stage at the Hero, he was fourth after day one in Italy, and he was twelfth going into the final day in France. So not only has he been in contention multiple times in his golf course, he's actually been in contention multiple times in recent weeks as well. So although we know Scott Jameson has a hard time winning and, and probably if you're someone that struggles with pressure and then you know you're coming to Valderrama, it's probably gonna be even tougher. Like ninety to one about you know Scott Jameson who's playing well coming to a course that he plays well on you can get eight places about him like I thought that was pretty good value to be honest yeah yeah, yeah he's exactly the type of player that will do this really. yeah, like, just an experienced good. head isn't he and like you know you can put him in that Louts and Nategi kind of range I know you know the others are, are better winners than him but certainly someone that stays competitive all year long you know year after year I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you um I'd love to, but <laughs> no, we 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 managed to do that throughout the year, so we don't need to uh, don't need to do it. We don't have to. Julian Brun for you was um, another selection, or maybe one that you were sort of looking to the top ten, top twenty markets. Yeah, top ten, top twenty. Um, Peak of his efforts, twenty fifth in Abu Dhabi when he was uh, third at halfway. To use your uh, way you used tour tips to see where they are. Mm-hmm. Top fifteen at Raz Kenya. My life, my golf life, open. Um, eight for the Belfry, top 20 at Crans and the Golf National. I mean, it's, it's decent form on courses that have a little bit of trickery. That trickery, have <laughs> a little bit of trickery. Um, I know he's got some wildness in him in terms of uh, off off the tee, but he might be a club down. Yeah. Uh, as you know, as that's why people like nine eight to get around. They don't have to hit it 400 yards. <coughs> um, efforts in Spain, um, at the Challenge Tour, first, second, ninth, eleventh, twelfth, and twenty in eight starts. So he absolutely loves it here. Um, he has been backed at big prices during the year by many, many people. He may well nick a place, I don't know, but I, I'd much rather take the chance at 10 or 20. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, that, that's that's really him. Um, mm-hmm. It was based on, on area form. It was based on pick of his pick of his things. And, and the fact that he's probably... I mean, I don't know how you handicap handicap these, but he's probably a couple of shots better than than you know he shows. And round this course, I'll take the chance. I think he's around twelve to one for top ten, <coughs> round about five to one for a top twenty. Um, I, I'm happy to take the chance at those prices, to be honest. Given given his love of Spain and um, yeah, so you know, I don't mind. I don't mind people playing well Kenya and the Belfry and and places like that. So he'll do. Eight of his last nine made cuts, which I think's. It's not easy to do, right? Like the miscut came um, at the Barracuda, which is, you know, he had to go over to America to play that. Maybe not kind of his bag after, well, he played all right at the Barbasol the week before, but, you know, maybe that event's not his type of bag. It's a different, different thing altogether, different type of course. You know, 16th at the at Crans, 64 second round, 66 final round was pretty impressive. Didn't do an awful lot at BMW, but 
having said that, he was 28th after day one, 34th after day two, and then he's got to go all guns blazing for a final round to climb up the leaderboard because it's only three three rounds, and he shoots a 75. He could just um, get himself out of position a couple of times trying to go too hard. Didn't do much in Italy, but then again in France, 66 opening day uh, to sit fourth and, and sort of hung on to finish 13th. And then Alfred Dunhill, like seventh, going through 36 holes and, and didn't hold on over the weekend. It's it's pretty impressive stuff, actually, about a player that a lot of people were very high on for, for a good period of time. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I say, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he'll ever make it. I think he'll just be a European Tour player. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, obviously, you know, they will go and try and now make it through KFT or something like that, which is fine. Um, who knows? Who knows? I Again, like I say, I just thought he was based on a couple of things he was worth it was worth taking a look at in top 20. You're not going to, you don't have to stay up all weekend till two o'clock in the morning like we did with, uh, with Kim. No, so that's, no, fine. that's fair enough. Um, a couple of people that, that I kind of thought about before I get onto my final pick. Um, mentioned earlier, Jamie Donaldson's a person that's had a couple of top tens here. Um, he's actually shown a little bit of life um, in recent starts. He finished sixth uh, in France, which of course he does like. Then you've got to go back to the Scottish Open where he was sixth. I think he was, 20th at the Irish Open a week before so he's playing well where he used to play well um, which is a good sign considering he's been 4th and 10th here didn't get to him because I just don't think he's really got it now um, but that it can change a little bit on these types of golf courses it can go to just that experienced head um, but I did I did go for Alejandro Canazeras again um, for my sins after last week I just he was right there to, to really make a charge he was never going to win he never really looked like winning but he he made a real sort of like run at leaderboard at one point. He made a you know a bunch of birdies in a row uh, to look really really good. Uh, this is a golf course that he practices on, um, which is nice. I don't know how often he says he he practices when he goes home. So I don't know how often he's not at home. Um, but you know you look at his strokes gain approach numbers. The last four times he's made the cut: sixteenth, fourth, first, and seventh. Now the first at Dunhill Links has got to be kind of. Um, you know, put an asterisk next to you because they're a little bit funky numbers there. But eight starts at Valderrama. Um, you know, all eight occasions he's made the weekend. Three times in his career he's been sick at the halfway stage. And he's also been inside the top three one time at that stage as well. So four times in total he's been inside the top six going into the weekend. Hasn't done it. Is that because he's not good enough? Is that because there's something about the course that he can't overcome? Is that because there's too much pressure playing at home? I think it could be any one of those it could be a combination of the three it could be that it's just not a winner um but at 125 to one with the eight places or whatever places you can get now on him um for someone that's finished seventh here in the past for someone that's you know capable of climbing the leaderboard i thought canazera is still decent value uh yeah can't argue with you absolutely <laughs> i can't remember when we were on him um and 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 there's been there was a couple of times last year i think yeah when he was really in contention he really couldn't couldn't handle it to be honest with you. But this is a very idiosyncratic tournament, so um, who knows? Yeah, I think I think it's just one of those, isn't it? You just never know quite who's going to come to the fore in this type of event. It's sometimes it's so much more about hanging on that I sort of give a bit of hope to people that have not necessarily been the best winners. I don't know. It's a tough one. I thought it was a really tough, like you said at the start of it, I thought it was a really tough event to handicap. Um, oh, it's going to be brilliant. Yeah. But one to really enjoy. So that's, that's the difference, isn't it? A um, couple of shouts to really, really big prices that you know, I, don't, I don't know what they can do. Uh, Stephen Brown has got 15th and 10th place finishes here. Uh, made the cut last weekend. Has got a big 
finish the season ahead of him, probably not going to get his card. Um, you can get sort of like 400, 350 to one about him. Probably another one to look at the top 10, top 20 market. And Maverick Ancliffe has started to hit the ball really, really well again. Um, never seems to do it on the golf courses that I thought he would be good at. Um, I sort of had a look again yesterday to see if he's he's not played Valderrama very well, but I thought he might have played similar ones, and he hasn't really. So I don't necessarily know what Maverick Ancliffe is at this point, but he's ninth and 15th his last two starts in strokes gain tee to green and fourth in both of his last two starts in strokes gain approach. So just hitting the ball well, which might just get him round and into a decent mark. So... Two for those in the top twenty, but nothing else. Um, anything for anything more for you on Valderrama? No, I mean you can look at people like Campillo, um, who we normally would go for. I think in something like this, but it, it was, yeah, it was tricky. I, I like I say, I, I wasn't sure. You and Ferguson need some bounce back, so I'm not sure. So, so I thought Ferguson was a big price again. I think he is almost every week, uh, and he's played well. He's finished twenty fourth in his only start, so I thought he was a big price. But he definitely looks like someone that is. It's weird because it, you feel like he needs more room, but again, Kenya he, he should have won it, and it's not all that different. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was again really interesting to see how Alex Fitzpatrick goes. Yeah, um, obviously his brother's expected to win here. He's playing really, really well. Um, really solid. Just in front. Of, yeah, he was just in front of um, uh, Matt in the final day, wasn't he? Last time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, <laughs> I, I really like him. I, th- I think he's, he's actually. Good, I think he's. I, I sort of put him up whenever he last played and, and was actually kind of pretty hopeful that he could, you know, top 10. It was yeah, at the, links, at the yeah. Daniel Links, wasn't yeah. it? And yeah. never quite got there, but he opened with a 73 and kind of put himself behind the eight ball and then finished 28th, which I really liked. Um, can't remember if he played Carnoussi on the first day or whatever, but that might have been the, the case. But yeah, 27th, 13th and 28th and a, and a run of three events that have been really tough. If he's if he can channel anything like what his brother did around here before, then 175 to one about him's actually a massive price and again probably yeah. someone that i will actually go for because i've i've already liked him i liked him at 301 i think for the dunhill links and he was 201 it might be 301 the week before 201 dunhill links and then he's similar sort of prices again now i don't think i don't think there's been a massive overreaction on him if anything maybe an underreaction on, on how well he's been playing yeah 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 i agree i i, I yeah I think he's well worth looking at for for yeah, Again, you could have him in the top twenty and stuff like that. He's a bit of a different test um, to what he's been playing, um, but he could be inspired by his brother doing well. Yeah, and you know. and I think he's he's going to get pointers from his brother, isn't he? You know, who better to have a pointer from than the defending Absolutely. champion? Um, probably going to get a little bit of help from from Billy as well, who's obviously uh, been yep. there and done it on the golf course. Fifteen to two for a for a top twenty for Alex Fitzpatrick. It's not bad, is it? I mean, it's no. not, you know, you don't have to worry. It's not like you're betting six to four, is it? You don't have to worry too much. No. Yeah, it was him and there was Connor Sime was the only other one that really made the list that I didn't do yeah. just because I think this should be his cause. But then I would have thought uh, Le Golf National would be, I would have thought various others would be, but he hasn't done it. Um, but they really, yeah, they were on the periphery. Um, I had uh, called Honan down there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, in the end, that was it, so. Yeah, no, I like, I'm actually going to, I'm going to add Fitzpatrick in. I, I like that discussion we've just had about him. It's kind of put me back in a place where I do like him. Uh, just for Brad, uh, Jordan Smith, he did go for. Edwalo Molinari has gone for. And Marcel Seam as well. Marcel Seam, someone that I was on last week, has been showing some good signs. And the other two, I don't think you can argue with. It's just whether they can get over the line. Um, is what it is. So that, those are Brad's selections for the Anthony Masters. So we'll go over to the Zozo Championship. 
a bit more of a limited field this week. I think he's only 78 in the field. We're back in Japan um, for the third time in this event. Uh, should have been there in 2020, of course, but COVID got in the way of that. Uh, so you look at the last two uh, champions of this event at this golf course, Jason, Tiger Woods and Hideki Matsuyama. It's not a bad honour roll, is it? And probably tells you what you need to know about the golf course. Yeah, Augusta. That's, that's, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying Augusta is a beer or an end yeah, of beer, yeah. but it's a clue in its itself. You know, you, bad players don't win at Augusta, and clearly bad players don't win here. Yeah. Um, tight track, um, very similar in grasses to the Olympic site. I can't, I'm not going to pronounce that, so no, let you do that. I'm not going to Well, Brad it. would have done that well, obviously, he but um, I can't. Uh, actually, really interested to see what he's got in terms of the, the home players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you need to be you need to be high class, uh, you need to be accurate, you need to be a ball for ball striker. It's not going to go to a rag, and it's not going to go to somebody who's bottling it. So um, make of it what you will. Um, it, again, another tournament's quite interesting, but the prices don't exactly scream, you know, huge value to me. No, I don't think so. I think I think Xander has gone past that stage where I want to sort of look at him at these kind of prices. Um, massive chance but great yeah of course it was you know i think i think any one of these really at this kind of top mark let's go for it xander shuffle like eight to one sung jm 11 to one colin morikawa 14s tom kim 14s uh hideki was 14s but no coming down to kind of 11 and 12s uh for hideki and then cameron young at 16s we'll stop there um sung jm for you jess i've put sung jm up i think as the entire world has now Hmm. um you know what I, I think and I said this to you earlier on I think if I had <coughs> there's possibility that if I'd have done this tonight or tomorrow that Tom Kim would have actually um, nicked the uh, headline bet to be honest Yeah. Uh, but Sungjae I mean look he's playing really really well um, it, it's in, there's nothing hidden to be honest with you with him um, where's me going to get me the right screen up and I'll be alright <laughs> um, <coughs> right um, five points bigger than uh um, what's it called? Xander. Yeah. And although Xander's a winner, they're, they're, they're so similar, I think. Sunjim doesn't win enough, which is only my worry at the price. Um, ten starts, got a pair of top five finishes on the Japan Tour, but his best was third when he was uh, around here in 2019, obviously behind Tiger and uh, Hideki, uh, level with Rory McIlroy. But we know that's what Sunjim can do. He's done it at the Masters as well. We know exactly what he can do. Current form is brilliant, running up at the 3M. Where he hit 11 fairways, 11 fairways and 14 greens. That needs editing. <laughs> uh, uh, and then he ranked top 10 tee to green at the Wyndham. Uh, we hit 63 in the opening round. Um, he, he's just playing really well. You know, uh, top 10 at uh, St Jude um, from 60th after a third round 63. Inside top 10 at the BMW. Blah, blah, blah. Finished second behind Rory at the uh, big finale, the money finale. Um, last weekend he played really really well I was really worried about him um, I thought he was the one that could make a bit of a charge uh, in the end he did but he you know again he you know his stats are there it's, uh, it's, it's I don't think there's anything hidden about him uh, last three months he's top 10 for par fours uh, top 10 for greens in regulation as I say he's got the masters second and eighth to come um, there's no cut which is good so I think he plays for 72 holes no problem uh, inspired by Tom Kim potentially he was at the green side with um, Siwoo Kim and I can't remember um, to welcome you home. A bit different, like you see, um, you see, like uh, I don't know, French 
French winner or South African winner, and they run on and they cover them in shorts or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they literally just stood there clapping. It was it was so respectful. It was just brilliant. Um, could he be inspired? Probably. Um, I think yeah. I think it was Ben who said might be actually be you know slightly concerned that you know their level one world rankings or getting there. Um, what can you do? It's Sung Jae a minute. He's going to do what he's going to do, isn't he? He's got the right form and it's boring. It's a horrible price, to be honest. So I've got him win only at 12s. Hmm. Um, why not? I, I don't know anything else to do. So I think the thing is with Sung Jae right, and, and I completely take on your point that he should win more, and, and I do agree to an extent, but I think we're spoiled by a couple of players like Ju Young Kim, who's obviously now matched his PGA Tour total already. Uh, Sung Jae-in's still 24 years old. Like... And he's not been around yeah. that long, do you know what I mean? You know, so as much as some, you know, Tom Kim has come here and, and won two PJ Tour titles um, and beaten Sung Jae at the Wyndham by five strokes and beaten Patrick Cantlay uh, yesterday, like because you've got him doing that at twenty, we suddenly raise the bar about everybody else, and actually we probably should just sit back and realise that you know Sung Jae has had three seconds like you know one of them you've already spoken about with the 3m we just mentioned the other one at Wyndham he was second at the tour championship in terms of 72 hole scoring um you know he won the Shriners last year he's won the Honda Classic second at the Masters second at the Sanderson Farms which is a playoff loss um you know should he have got more wins probably like I don't think I don't think that's you know to be denied I think he's such a good player and he puts himself in position so often that he probably should but you know there's even the fact that he's got two wins by 24 is pretty impressive. Like it takes some people a lot longer than that to figure out as well. So I would, I would actually give probably a bit more credit than, than some would. And I'm not saying you're not, obviously you're betting him and, and you're taking it all into account. I mean, he was third here on his debut um, in 2019 behind Tiger Woods, who didn't really let anybody lay a glove on him. Even Hideki was second behind him. I, I, he's so good. Like he, he's so good. He's just, not done more than Tom Kim, who is the flavour of the month at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. And and all the form you've read out actually points to doing well last week. Hmm. Everything you've read out is, yeah. is all about that. So it's been interesting to see how that transfers to something like this. I, I, I That's the problem, is it, as you rightly say. Is, I mean, I remember yourself and Brad think, talking about um, Tom Kim when he came over hmm. at 150s. Mm-hmm. We're now asked to take 14 to 1 <laughs> in... Uh, bloody good class tournament yeah. an invitational good class tournament if you like um, the the only issue is that watching Tom Kim play this I think will suit him better than last week even though he went bogey free Yeah. because I don't think he's going to be under the pressure of people trying to you know or, 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 you know, out driving him people that are guaranteed to reach bar fives that's not going to happen this week no um, it's just, I, I, I think the whole lot the whole of the top lot quite frankly are slightly shorter than, than they need to be I understand why it's just Sung Jim like, you know, he's like, he's just playing really, really well and he might get the nod at the end of the day on the line um, I, I just think he's solid, he's so solid um, I think he has to be in the top six or whatever it is that you can get Yeah, but that's very, very boring, I've backed him win only uh, but it's not for anything no. particularly aggressive to be honest no, I get all that. I agree. I just, I think I agree with your point that everyone's a little bit short than it needs to be because you've got, a, you know, once you get past these, the field isn't as deep and there's not a big field and 
it's probably a limited number of people that can win. So you look at the two winners in Woods and, and Matsuyama. And I'll come on to Matsuyama now because I have bet him and he's come in and he was 14 to 1. He's come down to 12s and 11s, right? But I still think the 12s is, is absolutely fine. He hasn't been playing as well as he could have done. Now, this was a person that was really heavily linked with Liv, uh, basically to the point where people thought he was gone. And I would just wonder if like he was never really committed to it and was just getting fed up with people talking about him on his behalf sort of thing. Um, he's now come out again and reaffirmed that he's going to be a PGA Tour player. Sometimes that's actually a death shot and that means they're going to leave. But it is what it is. Um, course debut, 2019, finishes second behind Tiger Woods uh, by three shots. He was inside the top three all week and just couldn't... Lay a glove on him, um, which you know it, not many people can when he's at his best, and he, and he, you know, Woods was that week. He was very, very good. Um, got that 83rd win, I think it was that week as well. So it, it was an important week for him. Comes back two two years later as a Masters champion, canters to a five shot victory, 66, 65, 63, 63. It's already an important golf event for him. He's then coming in as with all that pressure of being the Masters champion for the first time. I just thought that was fantastic. And you look at the fact that he's finished the Fortinet Championship with a 65 on the final day to climb to 25th. He shot a third round 63 at the Tour Championship. There's enough to suggest that he's doing it. When he played here, when he won here before, he'd actually he'd played a bit more, but he finished 6th, 67th, and 59th in those three starts. So there wasn't really too much going on. And although he'd finished third at the CJ Cup the week before finishing second to Tiger, I actually like the, the preparation he's taken where he's had a couple of weeks off and, and ready to come over. So I love it. You know, first and second course form in his home uh, country, a player that we were taking 12, 14 to one about at the start of the season. I know he's not in that same form, but yeah, I, I really like Hideki. And do I love the price? No, but I think it's fine. Uh, yeah. He's going to go to the top class player. Yeah. And uh, he's won. And uh, yeah, bang on. I, 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 no no negatives at all, to be honest with you. No. no. It was just how many can you back of those? Of course. And, and yeah. I mean, I went Sanjay in, but yeah. Look, you, can, you could double up Sanjay or Tom Kim with Fitzpatrick. You could double up Hideki with Fitzpatrick. You could do what you like because there are. Whilst there's five or six here that, that are really above the rest, and there's only really one in Valderrama above the rest. That's a good opportunity to do that. We saw, you know, we saw it with, you know, it could have potentially have been Patrick Cantlay and John Rahm double last week. Um, you know that they're getting to that sort of season where those can come in. So I wouldn't put anyone off people doing that. Well, it, yeah, and it's and it's you're right, and it's not only the class element because don't forget Rory's let. I don't want to say he has let people down, let favourite backers down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like solid on the courses as well. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And it's it, and they're playing. You know, they are. For whatever reason, they are playing to form. So, yeah, no. yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Corey Connors jokes for you, twenty-eight to one. Now I looked at Connors. Yeah. Um, I'll let you go first, and then I'll, I'll counter. No, go on, go on. Save me speaking. Yeah, so I looked at Connors, and I, and I thought for me, like I was looking because obviously I, he was pretty disappointing at the the Presidents Cup, wasn't he? And I don't put too much stock into that. Um, but then when you look, he missed a couple of four to net, which you think would be. A decent event for him. He was 25th out of 30 players at the Tour Championship in terms of um, 72 holes scoring. He was fifth for that really tough BMW Championship, which I did like. Is it a case of skill set and what we know about Corey Connors, the sixth at the golf course in the past, knowing that eventually he will come back to form and the ball striking, 
you know, is right up his alley that you are putting a faith back in him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we have to I look it over. We know exactly what he is. He's third for greens in red over the last three months. Yeah. Um, he's arrow straight normally. Um, you know, he's got two starts in this part of the world, six here on debut, and then obviously in the Olympics he closes six six sixty five. Yeah. Uh, as I said, that's course with very very similar grasses, I believe. Um, <coughs> he's got Wahiyee form as well. <laughs> Which brings in Decky and uh, Brendan Steele, who are first and second last time. Um, obviously, his best major by a country mile is Augusta, where he's got a tenth, eighth, and sixth in his last three starts. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, it, it could be a load of nonsense. He's completely out of form. He won't drive very well. It'd be an absolute shit because he can't putt like you know he can't putt um, you know his par saving putts, mm-hmm. um, and, and he'll do nothing. It, it, yeah. One, one or two <laughs> ways of him, I guess. It's one of them. I, I, you know, when I start looking at people like Keegan Bradley and um, people like that, I, I understand. Sorry, I'm, I'm going drifting off a bit. Uh, Mito Pereira, exactly the same. They played really <laughs> well last week, but you know, honestly, you know, patted like a drain, and we've seen it before. Um, Hoagie played well last week, but I'm not sure it's his track. Yeah, there's. Uh, I looked at uh, KH Lee. Because uh, if it gets really difficult, I think he'll he'll come you know come up the fore. Same as Bez, who um, actually played really, really well last week as well. He did. But I just in the end, you know, I, I, look like I said, it's these are bets to watch. They're, they're not bets at all to, to they're not serious you know punting. They they are bets because I think they'll go well, uh, but they are because you know I want to watch something and and they're the two that appeal more than the others. But. So, so I thought, I thought the to me there just wasn't enough current form for me to get excited about Connors. I think he does kind of signpost when he's going to play well, but he's had a couple of weeks off either side of that miscut at the, the force net. Like he he can get it right. He might just prefer the fact that, like you say, that that Masters test, if you like, um, about it. You look at Cameron Young. We were asked to take sixteen to one about Cameron Young, who. Okay, I know he played well all season, really. Um, but this can't—I mean, it doesn't strike me as a Cameron Young golf course. I know you, you said we just said what we said about Valderrama and all that sort of stuff. Like class does just take over eventually. But you know, we were taking sixteen to one about him. When you start worrying about whether thirty-three to one—that's all right about the others. I, I think that's actually okay. Um, so, not not too worried there uh, in terms of price. It's just whether he's actually confident enough uh, for this golf course, which is. No, we'll find out, won't we? It's just not the uh, the easiest thing to predict. We can't get into their brains. We don't know how they feel. So we've said that in the past. We can't sort of just guess their mentality. A lot of waffle for me to come on to um, Mito Pereira, who you've just mentioned. I actually was really, really encouraged by what he'd done last week. Um, he was in the lead at the halfway stage. Um, even after sitting 21st after round one, he then shot a second round 63 to get up there. Finished fourth, which, you know, still with a solid weekend, just couldn't kind of keep up with the scoring. First in strokes gain approach, second in tee to green. Then you look at the fact that he finished fourth at the Olympic course in 2021. He lost in that bronze medal playoff. It depends how you view Mito Pereira. Like the, the people that view him as he's going to win at some point, I think this is a really good spot for him. Um, I wasn't in that camp until I was, and I, and I am now in that camp. I think he will do it. Um so, yeah, I'm really impressed, actually, with what he did after a kind of six-week layoff um, for Mito. So I am going to go with him. Brad's gone with him as well. 
Um, he's also gone with Siwoo Kim, who's next to him in the betting. Yeah. Uh, I really liked Kim. He, he's another one that I think we're going to overlook a little bit in, in upcoming months because of what Ju Young Kim uh, has done. Now, he is a bit more of a winner than, than Sung Jae. Maybe the, you know, that's for every reason I've given Sung Jae positives. You know, when Siwoo Kim shows how many times he can win, um, you know, maybe there is some questions to be had. But again, Siwoo Kim, fifth and eighth in his last two starts, um, sort of suggests that, that he's right there, the fifth coming. Um, was that in Korea, I think it was, or on the, in on Japan tour? So he's already been over here recently as well. Um, so I like what we've seen from Siwoo Kim recently. You mentioned Tom Hoagie, and I'll... There was a couple of reasons I didn't go there. Now, you, you said about potentially not being the right goal, of course. He did finish 17th on debut, shot a Saturday 66. So he's the type of tidy player that can do it, right? I just wonder if Tom Hoagie's the type of person that wins in Japan. <laughs> I think I, don't, I think he's just a, a bit of an American home bod that, that likes where he likes. And I'm not sure how well he travels, which you know could just be made up. But I wonder. Yeah, play, play, again, I, yeah, I... I don't know. We'll see. Some people will be over there just for the money, won't they? There's no question. Yeah. Um, but he played well last week. There's a few in here that actually really played well last week, which is why I've gone for one of them that didn't <laughs> either play or play well the week before. But anyway, yeah, there are a few there. And, and the more I talk about it, the more I'm regretting doing what I did. But there we are. <laughs> I have done, so that's life. So you mentioned Bisweden how very briefly. And... I have, I'm sure everybody listening now that I'm talking about him will remember that I've basically been very down on Bezuidenhout for, for a long period of time. I think he's pretty overrated. Um, last three starts, 12th at the BMW Championship uh, in a really tough event. 39th at the Sanson Farms, but he was actually third after round one, 15th after round three. 20th last week in an event that really doesn't suit him. Uh, not that kind of low scoring affair. T to green, 16th and 9th his last two starts. And... It was just his strokes gain approach numbers that, that kind of alarmed me a little bit. 43rd, 46th, 41st that, that put me off. But we, we know that Bezuidenhout's not the type that goes and gets really hot irons, is he? He's not, he's not that type. He's, he's kind of the more tidy grinder. He he might win it with better scrambling. It, it just depends what you think Bezuidenhout is. Do you, if you think he's the type that's going to win on the PJ Tour, I've, I've had my doubts and I still have my doubts. Um... Did he play in the Olympics for Sweden? How? I'm trying to think. I don't think he did, did he? I don't think so. No. So, but again, he's someone that's shown up at the Masters uh, in the past. He's, he's played some good golf there. Um, hasn't sustained it for you know the whole week, but certainly sort of flushed and decent rounds, made the cut multiple times. So, could be an interesting one. I just I just have my doubts. Then it was Sepp Stracker for me that he's outperformed his performance on recent courses where he's struggled and, and played really well so I thought he could do it again uh, didn't get there so I had one more pick and it's a really this definitely goes down if I don't think Joel uh, I don't think Tom Hoagie is going to win in, in Japan why do I think Joel Damon is because uh, he's probably of that same ilk so a bit of a resurgence really on Joel Damon this was a player I think we got quite interested in after he got that win um thinking that he was finally going to kick on he started you know putting consistency together then he just fell off a cliff when you look he's won the Corellas in Dominican Republic he's played well at the Mayakoba he's played the Latino American Tour so he can actually play outside the United States pretty well 11th and 12th his last two starts in strokes going approach first and 11th strokes going tee to green so his long game is actually in phenomenal shape and 
I think when you look at the Brendan Steeles and you look at the Mackenzie Hughes, you look at other players like that that have played well here that wouldn't necessarily sort of stand out to you as as the best players or the type of players. I mean, Sam Ryder, seventh here. Um, I just think that, that Joel Damon can put that sort of thing together whilst his long game is in the shape that it's in. Potentially. Um, yeah. One, one that you haven't got a lot of positives Probably about, and I, and I understand that because that. Just to, let, just to say that, that, that Bez did play, and he finished 16th okay. in the Olympics. Cool. No, nice. So, okay enough, but that's that's probably Bez well, all over, okay. isn't it? Yeah, it's um, okay. yeah. yeah, that is what he is. Um, you, you talked about wanting to potentially be on Ricky Fowler at some point soon. Not sure yeah. you're going to go there this week, but worth talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's obviously back to Butch. He's working well. He's he's back. He looks happy. In the first round last week, he looked he looked much much better. I know he missed the cut, but I certainly after watching him in the first round, I expect him to kick on. Yeah, and certainly make the cut. Look good in the Fulton net. Um, <coughs> it was eighth tee to green. Okay, it's a crappy beginning last year, but obviously round here. But he was really not. He, he hasn't been in it for a while, was he, Ricky? No. Um, I think there's going to be something coming soon. Um, I've not. I was tempted to go this week because I think ninety or one. I'm, I'll be happy to carry on for um, eighty-five of those anyway, which will take me into about when I'm seventy-two or something. Um, <coughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought there's something coming. I, I just don't know when, and I've not actually gone with it this week. Um, yeah, the only other one I, that I might now put in as top twenty is Hayden Buckley. So I've only just realised I backed at the top 20 last week um, and he made it. Top 20. <laughs> so I haven't actually looked to see how many pennies I've got back. There won't be a normal yeah, lot. But 3p um, with the tired, splits. Yeah. Well, 3 pence is, is, you know, 3 pence more than I had, you know, four minutes ago. There you go. Um, but I thought, I think he's playing well. I think everyone's expected something of Hayden Buckley for a while. Certainly not expecting him to win this. Um, but there's only 78 in it and uh, getting in the top quarter wouldn't be beyond him. Um, last two events, you know, played reasonably enough. Finished with 65 at Sanson Farm, top 20. Finished top 20 last week. All rounds were great 68, 69, 68, 65. Nothing wrong with that. Um, figures look absolutely fine the last couple. I may well take the chance with him because he's another one that I think might like to be on. He's the sort of player that will nick one early on in the year at 100 to 1 when, uh, you know, when the big guys are not playing. Um, Again, no confidence, but I'll give it a go, whatever price he is, top 20. Yeah, I think, is he one of those, again, that probably skill set-wise doesn't necessarily fit the course, but you're not asking him to you win, think are so, you? so, wouldn't you? But you think so, but like we say, I mean, you talked about Bez, who obviously has one Valder armour, mm-hmm. you know, easily, yeah, um, and you'd think that's a perfect course for him. And then, and then, like we say, you look at, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, I don't think Brendan Steele is particularly great. Um, he's very consistent, and he wins in his, his turn. I won't put him up with Hideki, and, and there he was. I know he got beat away. Um, I, I think the top six will be completely top class, whatever way it is. And then you've got 14 places if you're going to bet a top 20. So I'll take the chance with Buckley just for the sake of it, to be honest. With no, zero, zero confidence. But don't back him. I'm not putting him up. No. I just will do it. Cool. There was one Japanese representative 
for Brad Takumi Kanaya. Um, we know what we yeah. know about Takumi Kanaya already, don't we? We know how good he is on occasion. He was seventh here last year, finished with rounds of 68 and 66. You look at the fact he opened 71 70, potentially, you know, a bit of pressure at home. Uh, you know, anything, it could be anything, couldn't it? Um, you look at his recent starts, he's finished third in the Nagashima Shigeo Invitational Sega Sammy Cup. That's um, that's a, that's compact, isn't it? Um, 36 hole leader there. Then he finished eighth for the Fuji Sankai Classic. That's definitely not how you pronounce it. And then he's missed his last two cuts um, on the DP World Tour. So I'm guessing Brad, uh, without him being here, is kind of expecting him to lift his game now he's back in Japan, which I absolutely understand. Um, I was looking at the Japanese sort of contingent mm. and just wondering. Yeah who and then when I looked at the leaderboards there wasn't you know outside of Hideki and, and that there wasn't really like a it didn't feel like you had to have one you know it's not like you go to Spain there's a load of Spanish players it's, they didn't stand out as much but there was one person that caught my eye Ricky Kawamoto and he's won two of his last seven starts um, on the Japan Tour he's finished 16th and 5th in that time as well he's only 22 years of age one of the events that he's won and, and you'll like this because it's a completely nonsensical link um, he won the KBC Augusta event. Um, now, I don't know why it's got Augusta in the title because it's obviously oh. not played at Augusta. Um, whether they try and model the golf courses they play on anything like Augusta, I do not know. I have not looked into that. But I was just looking at the people that have won this event Ishikawa, Yuto Akida, Kazuki Higo, we've seen it on the DP World Tour recently, Sangmoon Bay, Hideti Tanahara. Um, you know, it seems to be an event where some of these sort of Japanese or Asian players have, have gone on to good things from here. And I just wonder at 22 years of age, uh, getting his chance to sort of present himself on the big stage, I thought he might be someone that's worth a top 20. He's 250 to 1 outright. Um, or 350 to 1, you can get about him um, on Unibet. So I just think there'll be a decent top 20 price about him as a player in form. But, uh, you know, before today, I did not, or before yesterday, I did not know anything about you know, Ricky Kawamoto, so I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend that I do um, and that I love him. I just think that someone that's won twice in Japan recently should be looked at. That's about it, really, for me, uh, for the Zozo Championship. I haven't, you know, anything else I say would just be filler. I don't think we need to do that. We've been speaking for a decent period of time here, Jace. Um, anything else for you? No, I, I like to say, I think I have about one sixteenth of the confidence that I had last week. Yeah. Um, on most of these this week, a couple should, should be pretty good. Though. Ategi, Ategi, I've got uh, 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 is, is I think is a fairly decent bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, no, as opposed to the others, no, they're they're, they're you know across the front. I don't know what phrases, filler not whatever, filler not killer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you're is. going. Um, whatever, whatever it is, is what it is. Just makes me think of the. Uh... <laughs> Of the Sun 41 album, all killer, no filler, but uh, that definitely wasn't the angle you were going for. So, Andalusia Masters, let's uh, let's summarize our picks. I shall go first. Uh, so, for me, it was Yannick Paul, uh, 45 to 1, Scott Jameson, 90 to 1, Alejandro Canazera is 125 to 1, and the late edition of Alex Fitzpatrick following our conversation. Um, Brad has, has gone for Jordan Smith, uh, Eduardo Molinari, and Marcel Seam. Uh, Jason, your picks for the Andalusia Masters? Uh, Zanotti, Yannick Paul, uh, best bet of the week is Adrian Otegi, and bits on Julian Brun. But yes, having our conversation, there may be some uh, half pence going on. 
Alex Fitzpatrick for top seventy-eight or something. It definitely feels like the time. It definitely feels like the type of time to be on Alex Fitzpatrick. I do think there's a big year coming for him if he can secure some status. Um, going on to the Zozo then, Hideki Matsuyama for me, uh, twelve to one, not incredibly exciting. Mito Pereira at thirty-five to one. Joel Damon at one hundred and forty to one. Um, that definitely isn't exciting, but it is what it is. Um, and I think there's going to be some sort of top twenty plays. Um, on Ricky Kawamoto, who I don't know an awful lot about, but like his current form in Japan. And Brad's gone for Siwoo Kim, Mito Pereira, and Takumi Kanaya uh, in that event as well. Um, Jason, your picks? Uh, Sung Jae in win only, Corey Connors each way in top 10, and I'm going to go top 20, top 30, top 78, uh, Hayden Buckley. Um, yeah, with, 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 no, not with zero confidence are you know so um I, I really regret not being on some kim at the moment so uh we'll see still still time mate um it, do, it does feel like it's hard to take two at well, the top but i just don't do you know what i mean it's it's, <clears throat> we, we, uh, it's just an event if you you know if you don't if you don't feel it's the sort of event for you then you, you can't just keep you know yeah walloping up and walloping up and walloping up you know there's two a week at least there's probably 10 a week if you ask brad or or you know jamie or whatever you know they you know they play on an awful lot of them um, you don't have to, you know. So they're, they're, the, they're the wages, but there is a potential that I'll go win only on Tom Kim again, just because there's there's more there's more there. Thirteen yeah. events this week, apparently, um, across the world. Um, so I imagine those those two that you mentioned there are very very busy, um, including a live event yeah. there as well. Um, Euro Pro Challenge. Euro Pro isn't that finishing? Isn't that finishing at the end of this? Did I see something about that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but then you see the mean has got bought by, uh, yeah. by live. whatever. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. It's all low low nonsense, isn't it? it is. um, we can't. We can't. I'm not getting involved in politics. No, if we can't sort Liz Truss out, what chance got on golf politics? No, well, I'm definitely not going to try and sort either of those out. So, um, we'll summarise. Uh, we'll finish there, Jace. Um, two good tournaments, hard to bet on. I think is is the summary line, and uh, just best of luck to everybody. Mm-hmm.